Buckle up. up. Welcome to Musicians and Beyond with Sarabian and Lawhorn, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. Mark, what's going on today? Well, you know, I got one kid sleeping in the car and one kid taking a makeup exam right now. He's been, uh, Brody's out there sleeping. He had a late night at the uh, hockey rink. We lost to St. John, so I hate to say it's finally over, but this season has come to an end and I don't have any more late night games or practices. Well, maybe you'll be on time for our next podcast episode. Oh, I doubt it. No? (laughs) Me too. Me too. Last episode, Mark, we had Kevin Alexander Herrera. I am uh, pleased you got that right. Yes, we did have Kevin in. He was a great, great guest. A lot of conversations. Funny, funny, funny guy. Funny guy. Great energy. and uh, Incredibly talented. And he gave us tickets to the show a couple nights after the recording. And it was pretty cool seeing him up there. Yeah. He really did a good job. Super talented. Again, uh, he's playing with Foreigner's Journey. And uh, they do shows all over the world. They do. Literally. They're out. Somewhere on the other side of the world right now. And as a matter of fact, I think um, the last time we saw him before the show was at uh, Seabrook Idol up in uh, Seabrook, New Hampshire, when the contest was going on. Yeah, that's true. What a great segue that was, Mark. Smooth. It was smooth. So, Mark, we've had uh, guests of all ages here, and I believe today's guest is the youngest that we have had. Quite possibly. It is quite possible. You might be right. Today, our guest is Lauren Mahoney. Welcome, young lady. Thank you so much. It's awesome to have you here. <laughs> it's amazing to be here. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun with you over the uh, last few weeks up in uh, Seabrook as you were a uh, finalist and ultimately the winner of Seabrook Idol 2023. Yeah, the top dog. Absolutely. That was good. There was a lot of competition up there. There were some great artists. Great competition that came down to a few really, really talented people, and uh, yeah, you blew them away. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was... I would say, especially since I had the least experience just performing publicly and even professionally um, out of all the contestants, it was definitely kind of this wow moment when I heard them call my name because it was so funny because they said like, Mr. when the second place winner (laughs) got called, but then I I knew I won and I was like, oh my gosh, that's like absolutely crazy. It definitely was a shock. One of the things that really impressed me is the way the judges responded to you was the fact that uh, the raw talent. They saw in you something that they could see really developing uh, with the right management, coaching, and everything going along. Um, So while other people have been playing out uh, in front of audiences and doing shows, the fact that you uh, had not had that ability or or that history didn't uh, seem to uh, bother anyone up there, that's for sure. No, I definitely kind of just take every opportunity I get to perform, even though it's not, you know, professionally like most of the artists in the competition like I go to a boarding school in Anver, Massachusetts called Phillips Academy and I work with a band there I do chamber I do a lot of classical music there and I kind of just fight for every opportunity that I can get because we have a student body of about 1100 and I you know make sure that I perform whenever I can good for you great (laughs) great Lauren you're only 18 years old yes and you really are you're kind of known as a musical prodigy you are like (laughs) incredible I see your mom behind you with a big smile. <laughs> and she said that she is not musical at all. So where did you get your inspiration to get into music? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, when I was younger, so I think about eight years old, my mom signed me up for a little kind of like play musical camp. So after school, I would go. It was kind of for like making new friends. Like this was like preschool or 
whatever eight years old is um and i would go there and what the object of like the camp was was kind of just like produce like a faculty like produce play and musical and the first piece that they had me sing was don't rain on my parade by barbara streisand when i was that young and i got on stage and i was like trembling and i was like all nervous and whatever and then I sang and everyone was like, oh, so she's actually hitting the pitches. <laughs> so that's definitely where I got the inspiration to kind of start. But then after that, it kind of just took off. I started private lessons when I was in sixth grade um, with a professor named Sandra Bajosian right out of Andover, Massachusetts. And we mainly worked on kind of just pop repertoire, um, just kind of discovering kind of like who I am as a vocalist, not really defining what vocal fach I am or anything like that and I thoroughly enjoyed it we did like little recitals like I, I remember I was always like the most excited to be there <laughs> just because music brings me such joy I just kind of use it to transcend into like this other environment and it helps me through a lot of like the stressful times especially going to one of the top preparatory schools in the country like music I think has individually defined me as an artist and you know I kind of just kept going from there excellent Philip Jandova Seabrook Idol what's next What's next? Oh, so next year I have the amazing opportunity to attend BU for classical voice performance. So that's kind of the vocal trajectory I'm going on right now. Um, I got accepted the ED1 process. Um, I kind of found out about the school through a program called Tanglewood, um, mm -hmm. BUTI. So they gathered 50 kids around the country and we performed with John Williams in wow. the Tanglewood Festival series um, last summer in Lenox, Massachusetts. And I was in a bunch of master classes and all of these different preparatory courses, such as like diction, uh, music history, opera scenes, even just kind of just to get me ready for what a college experience would be like. And I don't think I could have gotten that opportunity anywhere else. And I'm just so thankful for that. And that's kind of just when I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is definitely where the training's going to be. And it's definitely helped me through my pop career just with the vocal flexibility. So kind of all the runs that I do, I've definitely learned from all the cadenzas and classical music. Like there are a bunch of similarities between the yeah. two genres that not a lot of people see. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm super grateful that I started that classical track when I did just because it opened so many doors into different genres for me. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so genre-wise, you're all over the place. You oh, do yes. everything. I mean, from opera to classical to Bon Jovi and, you know, uh, Rolling Stones and whoever else you've been doing lately. Um, you're in a band. I am in a band. Yeah, and you guys are out and about playing. What is the name of the band? So we're called Rough Draft. It's composed of a couple students at Phillips. Um, they're from all over. One's from Pennsylvania, California, New York, and even Andover, Massachusetts with me. And we started playing during COVID. Um, so we kind of wanted like a thing kind of like immersing from COVID. Like we're going to make a comeback. We're going to make the most of our time at Phillips. I was a sophomore then going into my upper year. And I kind of just got these kids together who had the same aspirations and drive for music as I did. Um, and they're, it's mostly seniors. We have one upper um, which in Phillips terms, that's 11th grade and then senior. Um, and we kind of just, our lead guitarist, his name's John Latham. I do a lot of songwriting with him, which is a song I'm going to show you later. He helped me co-write. For him, he loves hard rock and roll, classic rock. And so there's a beast of vocals on there. I love to belt. And so I know I take this challenge with, you know, a lot of excitement. Um, so that's how we kind of started with the classic rock vibe. And my band, you know, just loved it and we... 
went on. Yeah. So earlier, before we started recording, you showed me a pretty cool video of uh, a Bon Jovi from a recent show. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do people find the videos and find out about you and where you are going to be playing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's going on in your life? Yeah, so Rough Draft has their own Instagram, um, which is tagged in my bio. Um, which is Lauren Mahoney underscore 13. That's where I post a lot of reels. I'm doing a collab actually tomorrow with Crystal Marie, who was a contestant on uh, Seabrook Idol. Um, so it was really good. The competition gave me so many connections. But through that competition, I'm going to gig at Reds this summer, um, a couple of Sundays. And then from another like little series I was on, um, Driving with Drew Mahalan, um, I got reached out by a member of the WBZ um, news, and he asked me to perform in the Crocker Pro series in Marblehead this summer with, for like a half an hour set so I'm super stoked to do that and basically I just post on my story whenever something you know amazing happens I'm, I'm still 18 so you know not exactly established established yet but I'm hoping soon that I'm gonna step my foot in the water even further and kind of get myself out there excellent and Drew's a great guy oh, I yeah. watched that episode mm-hmm. uh, you had a little fun with him he fantastic networker and, and a very very creative guy so, lots of fun so you were talking about a song that you just wrote. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play that for us? And then maybe you can tell us your inspiration on writing it and, you know, who you wrote it with and all that. Yeah, definitely. So the song that I'm going to be playing is, it's called Playing Games. And at Phillips, they offer a songwriting course. Um, my teacher's name is Miss Holly Barnes. Um, she's played in L.A. for about like 10 years on movies, movie tracks, all that sort of stuff. And she's really introduced me to this whole new world of professional music. Um, we saw Tower Power with her and she's just amazing. But one of our assignments was to create a song, a story song or a, um, a list song. So a list song, like if anyone doesn't know is basically you kind of list an emotion or like list a feeling and then after that you follow it with a line of text you know about that feeling or emotion um so that's what this song is kind of about um it's about an ex-romance that I've had um but I co-wrote this song actually with a friend of mine his name's John Latham um and he's a guitarist in my band and he's very much into the funk type of-esque genre Um, and yeah, we kind of just, he did most of the instrumentals and then I wrote the melody line just because I'm a vocalist and he has a really good sense of pitch and everything like that. Great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lauren Mahoney with her freshly written song (laughs) and we're the first ones to hear it outside the family. Let's do it. This is the big debut. Awesome.
Lauren Mahoney and her band. Lauren, that was awesome. He that kid can can rip it. Oh my gosh, I know. We sadly we didn't get the sax solo, so all you heard was a little Mary had a little lamb. Um, but yeah, no, I know. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And you know, that was just a rough draft, you said, right? Yeah. So we're gonna, you know, when that's finished and you have the sax solo and stuff, it's even gonna be, you know, better not that I can imagine it being better, but no, you say it's going to be better. Yeah, definitely more polished. I'm gonna. There was some string sweetening in there. Hopefully, we're gonna figure something else out. Um, the vocals need to be doubled a little more, and then I think we're gonna add some more like vocal harmonies and vocal layers, which will also give it more texture and volume, like in the bridge and the pre-chorus. So I'm super excited. It's truly amazing what they can do in a studio and you have an engineer and a producer working with you, putting (laughs) it together. They add so much depth and value, as you just said, it it enhances the the raw sound so much. And it's so incredible what you're able to do there. I mean, just amazing. That was wicked good. (laughs) Unreal. Yeah, that was really unreal. So the folks in your band, Mm -hmm. um, there's three others. So there's a drummer, his name's James Lisa, class of 23, uh, a bassist, Sophie, you know, class of 23, Jacob Kaiser on the keys, um, class of 24, um, and then John Latham on the guitar, class of 23. But that recording, actually, so my really good friend, also a faculty at Phillips, he's in his graduate year at Berklee College of Music, um, so it's been super amazing to kind of have that connection. He mixed and produced this for me. Um, we're definitely going to work with each other in the future, um, so I'm super excited about that. But yeah, excellent. <laughs> Is it hard to get used to someone else playing the keyboard? Yes, I will say that um, I'm so used to like before the competition, I would just play keyboard and sing in my house. Um, and that was kind of the first time my live performance that I played and sang at the same time, because I'm so used to being kind of that front man, like in a band and classical music too. like everybody's kind of just watching you sing um, and then bringing in like another skill, another asset kind of in my arsenal, you know what I mean? Like in that competition, it was just so different. But yeah, Jacob did an amazing job. Yeah, he did. Music is definitely your thing because you just watching you perform that, I mean, you're right in it. You're like engrossed (laughs) in the whole music thing. And it's, you know, you can tell the passion that's coming out, you know, in your voice. It's great. You. Yeah, no, I definitely take a lot of inspiration from the lyrics. Like what I do before I perform any song really is analyze the lyrics, whether it's in a different language for classical music or whether it's in even in English. Um, I try to kind of connect a personal story to it. So I'm kind of just like you said, kind of like engrossed in the music 
um, and kind of seeking inspiration to tell the audience because let's face it, the audience isn't going to be entertained if they don't feel a message and they don't feel like what you're what you're saying. So. Right. And speaking of inspirations, who is your biggest inspiration musically? Oh, that's such a hard question because I sing so many genres. Um, but I would definitely say when I was much younger, I, I looked up to Adele just because of her timbre and her vocal timbre. Um, I feel like her belting kind of matches my style a little more. Um, and her technique as well. I've watched so many YouTube videos of her live performances and kind of just seen like how she approaches a performance and anything like that because that's kind of who I aspire to be like in the pop world. Um, she's just so well poised um, while she's on stage. She just has such vo- good vocal like health. She went through vocal surgery. Like it's crazy how she continues to kind of just pursue music and is so amazing. And she's just, she's just a very like classy woman, you know, and that's kind of how I want to continue my career, just kind of being very well poised and being true to who I am on the stage, um, which is super important. Absolutely. Very important. So let me ask you, uh, you took that songwriting course. What was the one thing that you learned about songwriting that you took for granted or you didn't think about before taking the course that really, like, songwriting's hard. Oh, definitely. Writing lyrics is so hard. Oh my gosh. Especially just matching them to a melody line because when I approach music, I just try to find the piano and pick it out and then hum along because that's how I learn a song. But one thing I did learn, like I'm super into an English class. I love reading poetry. I love dissecting it. But when it comes to songwriting, you need a specific structure within your piece. So that means like you can't just say anything, right? You need to have it make melodic sense, but all also like through your words, like slant rhyming and rhyming. Like in that song, I did a lot of true rhymes um, at the end of my phrases. That was something that was really hard, um, especially because I don't play every instrument that's in that song. So then writing, what we did for that specific project was we put it on Sibelius, which is like a notating software um, for those who don't know. Um, And we wrote a bass, piano, electric guitar, drum, vocal, violin, And then the sax is just going to be dictated through whatever the soloist feels like he's doing in that moment because it's improv. Um, And especially just because, you know, some of them are read in different clefs, like alto clef, we're going to have a viola in there. Um, I kind of took that for granted, too, because I kind of just thought, like, oh, I can tell somebody, like, okay, like, this is what I'm thinking in my head. No, like, if you want to be successful, you got to you have to understand how each instrument operates on its own, because then it's not going to make any sense for the for the reader or for you know what I mean? So that was really hard. You are so technical also. You know, I, we, we've had guests on and we've known musicians that are just like, eh, this is just what I do. It just came naturally. I did. You study. You obviously know all the ins and outs of, of the technical end of it. It's a pretty incredible at your age. Thank you. I know. I, I can't imagine where she's going to be in five or ten years, Mark. Where do you want to be in five or ten years? Oh, where do I want to be in five to ten years? Hmm. Well, I will say... So I'm going to college for classical voice. So I would definitely love to see where that could take me, like especially in college, like if I get a few gigs here and there. Um, But I'm never going to close the door to somebody saying, oh, yeah, Lauren, you want to sing on this song with me? Like this spring, I'm singing on a a EP um, with Marcello Sorelli um, at Berkeley, and that's going to be so much fun, just kind of like... I'm doing, there's this band called Magma, and he loves that band for their, like, crazy vocals. Like, they have, like, an operatic vocals, like, choir, like, in the back of, like, some of their music, and that's what I'm going to be singing on. 
Um, but I think I would love to see if I could go out to LA, be on some movie tracks. That would be really cool to do. But I would also love to, you know, continuing like performing with bands. Like this spring, I'm performing with an orchestra um, at my school. I won a competition, senior concerto competition, and and then I'm going to be performing with um, the jazz band. Uh, I think we're going to do Misty by Ella Fitzgerald. I don't know, kind of continuing things like that in the future, just because I love collaboration, um, just because, you know, every time you collaborate, you get inspiration, and you continue to be better just because you learn from the people that you're collaborating with, so. I got it, and you mentioned Crystal Marie earlier. She's actually going to be our guest in a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh, yes, oh yeah, we, yes. She's another great performer. You know, we'd love to hear you play another song for us. Okay, you, sounds uh, good. You, we don't get to tell you twice or ask you <laughs> twice, right? No, definitely. All right. So I'll be doing everything I wanted from um, Billie Eilish.
Wow. So you are listening to Musicians and Beyond with Lawhorn in Sarabian. And that, that was Lauren Mahoney. <laughs> Lauren, it, it, just watching your mom over there is unbelievable. She is one proud peacock of what her daughter can do and the talents that you have. Thanks for, for sharing that with us. That was awesome. Of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Another beautiful performance. Well done. So when you're done with college, if you had put yourself in a career 10 years out, mm-hmm. where would you want to be? That's something I've been asking myself for the past six months, especially in choosing what I wanted to do in college, like choosing between a school such as Berkeley and then choosing a school such as BU, U Miami, all of those more classically trained schools. And I, I was just thinking, like, where is my training going to happen? And it's classical music, just because I've only been doing classical music for about a year and a half, two years, um, and I've just learned so much from it. But what I hope to do after college, I haven't talked with my family yet, but um, is kind of pursue more of a, a pop type of career. Um, I haven't really started gigging yet. That's going to be happening this summer. But from that, I think, you know, I just love performing and performing for other people and kind of like seeing other people's kind of enjoyment and fulfillment from collaborations and just kind of like having like such like an intimate kind of space. Like I hope to perform in more intimate types of spaces like, you know, coffee houses and restaurants just because I love making audience connections. Like, no, don't get me wrong, like performing on like a big stage like Ariana Grande and things like that. You know, that's everybody's dream. Um, So if I did that, you know, I'd, I'd be on the moon. Right. So you want to do music for your whole life? Yes. Excellent. So Seabrook Idol was a nice little stage for you to start off on. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've been on many other stages. Um, what was it like? Uh, you, you talked about making friendships and collaborating with people from there. What was it like getting the feedback from the judges? And did you know anything about the judges before you ended up in the competition? It was actually so funny because a lot of the judges' comments were like, oh, I'm dating myself here by telling you you resemble this artist such and such. Um, I, you know, obviously did my research before just to see, like with song choices, definitely. Like I researched them before because you didn't know who was going to judge each round, um, but you just knew like who was judging the whole entire competition. Like they gave you like the six judges or how many there were. Um, But I will say the classical world is a very harsh world when it comes to feedback. Like I've been in master classes before where if you don't know what a master class is, it's kind of like where you get critiqued on the spot in front of a large audience. So like I think like the biggest one I've done is like a hundred people in an audience and then like they were critiquing me on the spot as I went. So I was used to more of like a harsher type of feedback. But then kind of entering into this competition, I was entering as kind of myself more of because like performing such like of a repertoire that I did was very vulnerable because I was belting and doing all these sorts of stuff. So I would definitely say that it was very intimidating kind of going just because also the situation I was in, I was the youngest one there by a few years. Um, But Nicole was absolutely wonderful. She was amazing. Um, She was the closest one to me in age. Um, But I will say that their feedback was extremely positive, which is something I wasn't expecting just for someone with a lack of experience in such a professional setting. Mm -hmm. But I really did appreciate all of the criticism because it is something that I've already known about my voice before, like most of the feedback that I got, Um, just because when I perform and when I practice, I'm such a technician, like that's how I approach things just because of my classical background. Like I sit down and I'm like, okay, my jaw was not placed right on this note. Like I need to fix this or my tongue was not placed correctly on the tip of my teeth by making an e-vowel. Like, and especially just because in all these different genres, you need to switch back, like, this is the technique for this genre, this is the technique for this one, that's and that's sad. why you can hear the vibrato 
in my voice and my pop just because, you know, like I will say like I haven't mastered kind of like doing these longer held notes with no vibrato and then sustaining the vibrato at the end of the note. And that's something I'm working on, especially as I want to start gigging just because that's the style now and that's what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's something that was super unique about me in the competition, which I think leveraged my performances because they're all like, are you classically trained? I'm like, yes. And and they're like, we could so tell from the moment (laughs) you started singing. And seeing you four weeks in a row, it was cool because you were your own person. You didn't go up there and try to emulate someone else. And that's what we really, really liked. And, you know, their biggest critique to you, you showed them because it was about the iPad. <laughs> I even have it today. <laughs> and you have it today. And you still won. Um, you know, the whole iPad thing, I see some of the biggest musicians out there use the iPad. And it's, you know, a reference. And you're young and you have a lot going on. And... I think it's a, it's a great tool in my eyes. Absolutely, and and you know I think we were all laughing when they were you know going after you about that. But I, if that's the least of, that that they're going to come after you for, I think you've done a pretty good job. Yeah, that's my point. Now the competition, you you walked away with a nice little prize. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to come here and do a podcast with us. <laughs> what else is coming out of that? You got a video coming up and. Uh, so I am in contact with uh, Jay Brasaro. Um, he we're kind of doing like a little thing in the studio soon, um, but he hasn't reached out to me for a little bit just because he's so busy with Super all busy, of yeah. his <laughs> things and all of the stuff that he's going on. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I have a photo shoot later. Um, yeah, I, I'm also a softball player. So this February I'm going to Florida in like two weeks for preseason um with my team for um from phillips uh the varsity team which is exciting so i'm probably going to do that when i get back wow you're a busy girl <laughs> what what did you uh learn about jake through the process i did you have any idea who he was and what level he is at no i that is the one person that i did not do research on i will say um but you know after like kind of the first couple rounds like he was making fun of me for the ipad and I was like, and I was like, all right, let's 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 see what he's done, right? Because I was like, I was a little fed up at that point. <laughs> just, just, they were just having fun with you. <laughs> no, I know. And I appreciate it because I have like a very sarcastic sense of humor too. Like yeah. I like appreciate that so much. All my friends do too. Um, and so I was like, who is this guy? And then I looked him up, but like Netflix sound, I was like, whoa. I was like, that is crazy. And after each performance, like he comes up to me and he's like, you know, I'm just busting your chops, right? Like don't worry about it. I know you're a full-time student. Like, I get it. Like, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. Jay, Jay's a true gentleman. And, and he is another incredibly talented oh and creative gosh. person. And you say he's taking a lot of time right now because he's he's focused on a new record release, right? And he's putting yeah. one together. It's a nice process to watch. And you learn, you'll probably learn a little bit about, you know, that whole end of things working with him. And it's, it's pretty cool. You, you have a unique opportunity with that right in front of you. So, Take full advantage of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, one of the things that come out of the show, networking, right? Mm. So we're big networkers. Um, we, we like to put people in the room together and make sure that, that everyone's finding a, a, something to take out of every experience. And with us today, we have someone that we met out on the road to, talking about podcasts and other experiences. And he's a, a singer and a, a comedian and a performer in, in many, many ways. So let's see uh, if our guest here can step up and be a co-host for a little bit with Mr. Sarabian. John, take it away. All right. So our temporary guest co-host is Dave Barbuto. Dave, you've been all over the world singing, entertaining, and you're quite a comedian too. Yes, sir. 
I yeah. am. I write jokes. I wrote for Jay Leno for 16 years. I did some uh, comedy, uh, you know, doing his monologues, contributing writing. And uh, I do stand-up myself. I also do about 100 impressions. The Beatles, the Bee Gees, um, Elvis, of course. Excellent. Excellent. So you've been out on the road and all around the world, yes. and you've seen some great talent. Yes, sir. I mean, what do you think about who we have with us in person, only 18 years old? I'm super impressed, honestly, because uh, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't watch many people perform anymore because I've kind of seen so many people. But sitting here and being the age that she is and the talent that she has, and I really like that last song she just sang. That, that excellent, excellent uh, rendition. Fantastic. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, she's very talented. I think we're going to hear a lot more about yeah, her. Yeah, the, 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 the voice was there, too, you know, and yeah. it's clean and it's live. There's no mix here. Yeah. You know, you know just I mean? talking to you, Lauren, I've learned a lot. Like, you know, the words, the... Yes. I mean, I'm not trained in music, per se. So it's really interesting what goes into just a song. I mean, every little tiny everything. It's just, it's really amazing. And, you know, you know what you're doing. I, I really, I, I believe it, it in my heart. We're going to hear more of her in the, uh, in the future. I believe so. I do. Yeah. Because um, just well, like Mark said earlier, you know, you, you can just see it, that she's focused into what she does. Yeah. She, you know she what I mean? feels it. She yeah, loves yeah. it, you know, and if you don't love what you do and emanate that, don't do it. You know, but you truly love it and you're good at it, mm-hmm. you know? So um, what else do you want to tell us? I don't know. Do you, are you working on new music? Are you, like, do you have any big stuff coming up that you want the world to know? Hmm. Well, so with the producer that I'm working with right now, name again, uh, Marcello Sorelli, um, we're planning on working with each other this summer, especially like once graduation happens, um, just because I'll have so much more free time and he'll be at a graduate school from Berkeley. And we're going to start kind of just producing a lot of my original stuff. And because Zoom is a thing now because of COVID, um, I'm probably going to be like working with a lot of the students from PA just because they're they're so talented. Like Phillips just chooses kind of the cream of the crop when it comes to music like I'm so fortunate you know to be working with the band I am now and John Latham um, we can like work over zoom he's from Pennsylvania and I think we're probably going to start writing a lot of song a lot of new songs together Um, I was writing a song last night (laughs) with him um, and I'm hoping to release some sort of EP like maybe on Spotify or something like that soon um, with Marcello so yeah, that's great. And, and he's got a great music name, Marcello Sorelli. That's a great music name. Right? Yeah, it is. It, <laughs> yeah. He sounds important. Very much so. You know, so yeah. that's great. I mean, we, we wish you the best of luck with everything. I mean, we can't wait to see what you come up with next. And uh, before we close out this episode, if we'd love to hear one more song. Yes. I mean, we can't mm-hmm. get enough of, of listening to you. No, yeah. All right. So I'll be performing Always Remember Us This Way, um, Lady Gaga. Arizona sky burning in your eyes. You look at me and babe, I wanna catch on fire. It's buried in my soul, like California gold. You found the light in me that I couldn't find. So when I'm pulled, choked up, but I. 
I think you uh, did it better than the uh, original artist. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah, you. it was really, really awesome. Um, we want to thank you for coming in today with your mom and showing us your talents and, you know, telling us all your stories and your inspirations and your aspirations and all that. So, again, can you tell our listeners how they would find information about you and music and all that stuff? Yes, so my Instagram is Lauren Mahoney underscore 13. Um, and on there is my band's linked rough draft. Um, and then on TikTok, because that's the new craze nowadays, is Lauren underscore E underscore Mahoney. And on both of those counts, you can see reels of me with my band, with me, hopefully some future collaborations. And I'll be posting on there future gigs um, that I'll be doing hopefully this summer. Awesome. I'm going to clear my calendar and get to see some of those, Dave. I'm looking forward to it myself. Yeah. So, again, on behalf of Musicians and Beyond, Dave Barbuto, I want to thank you for coming in. I thank know you, you're sir. a busy guy. Appreciate you. And uh, Lauren Mahoney, the best. We <laughs> can't wait to see where you um, where you end up in the future. Awesome. Thank so, you so thanks much. for coming in, and thank you for being our friend. Thank you.